Good morning and welcome to our Romans Bible study that we have every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time right here in my office. I'm Pastor Curtis Hutchinson with Crossway Church here in Queen City, Texas. Glad that you're with us this morning. I encourage you to uh, let others know that they can tune in and hear God's Word as it is truth in its righteous context here, which means every word in the Bible is about Jesus, points to Jesus, will bring the fruit of Christ by His Spirit, and we're just excited. This is today uh, part 20 on August the 8th, 2019, and I like sharing the date so we'll know where we were if the Lord tarries a, a while longer, and I pray He comes today, but if He does tarry, we'll know when this lesson was given. So again, this is Romans chapter 7, part 20, here on August the 8th, 2019. Everything we do here at Crossway Church is uploaded to our YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. That's the main thing I give everyone today because there you can hear the, the preaching uh, services there. You can hear the teachings that we do here on Monday and Thursday morning in my office and as well on Friday mornings right now at 9 a.m. Central Time in the studio next door. We're teaching on the book of Jude, so that'll be in the morning at 9 a.m. Central Time. So join us live there. If you're anywhere in this Atlanta, Queen City, Texarkana, we even have a lady that drives from Shreveport, which is close to an hour away, almost every Friday morning, to be with us in the studio here. It's a Bible study. Not trying to get you in Crossway Church, trying to get you in the Word so that we can learn God's Word because we live by the faith that comes from hearing God's Word. And so, uh, thank you for all your help, all those of you who support Crossway Church prayerfully and financially. I praise God for you. We've started another church, Crossway Church in Wichita Falls, Texas. <clears throat> we've leased a building. We've painted the walls. We've moved in. We're setting up, and I'll be there this Friday night at 7 o'clock and Saturday morning from 10 till lunch. If you know anybody in the area, uh, in Wichita Falls, let them know there's a church now preaching the true gospel, the message of the cross there, and I'm praising God every day for it. Uh, we have a pastor who's praying about coming and taking that church, and uh, it's looking like it's going to work out. So just pray for us and praise God for that, and uh, we're just blessed to be able to, to, listen, we're blessed to have a church that's focused on the Word of God in its proper context, which is Christ and Him crucified. We're blessed to see another church being raised up uh, just from the ground. Uh, there, you know, there was a few people there who praying for a church, and now God's going to give them a church. He's going to give them a pastor. They can be involved in the work of the Lord there and watch what God is going to do there. So pray for us. And if the Lord lays on your heart to support this ministry, because it does take money. God doesn't need money, but we need money to do the things God's called us to do. And, and it takes uh, close to $1,000 a month right now to see that church functioning in Wichita Falls. And so we need your help. The number you can text your giving to is 903-231-5950. It's on the paper back there. One more thing before we dig in this morning, a couple more things. The product you see here, we have several to offer. And uh, even though we offer them $25 each, three for 60, some people don't do the YouTube. Some people don't do the internet. So 
somehow they see this and I just uh, mailed out three of these last week uh, but everything we do is freely you're able to freely view it on YouTube again Curtis Hutchinson 316 but if you buy three of these at $60 they're $25 each the book you see there all God's works are done in truth is $15 and uh, we also send six male, six expositor study Bibles every single week to inmates across the land that we have letters from. And they're starting to pile up again. These are letters. We mail six a week, and we get at least six a week. And uh, so I encourage you to help us in that. Uh, and, and, and we're just excited to be able to do that. One last thing. Everything I do now, whether I'm on the road, in the big house, there in the sanctuary, or here in the studio, I record on Spreaker. It's an app you can get, and if you follow me, subscribe to me on that Spreaker app, you'll get a notification. And everything we do here is also uploaded there, but it's only audio, which is really all that's needed, because you surely don't need to look at me, you just need to hear the Word of God. So, if something happens to the camera, if something happens to the internet, it's still going to be uploaded to Spreaker after it's done. Recording right now on my iPad Pro, and afterwards I'll upload it. It'll all be there, praise God. So uh, we're just excited about that. So let's dig in this morning. We are so blessed to be here studying the Word of God. You know, the Bible says, the Word of God tells us that one day everything that has existed is going to be gone. Withered as the grass, but the Word of God is going to endure forever. Why? Because it's eternal. The Word of God is God, and God is eternal. His words are eternal. Jesus even told us, the words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. And can I tell you, life is eternal when it's in Christ. Hallelujah. So, let's start this morning in, in the 21st verse of Romans chapter 7. The 21st verse. And, and before we dig in, I want to sh uh, show us something, talk about something, then we'll dig in, we'll see it all here. In verses 21 through 25, we're going to see the word law at least seven times. He really starts talking about the law here. Uh, not necessarily the Ten Commandments, but the law. There's, there's laws. Everything God does is a legal matter. You need to know that. The only way that God could have went ahead and, and created an earth and allowed us uh, to be uh, here as a people. To, the only way that God could have gone ahead and formed us of the dust of the ground and breathed spirit life into us and us become a living soul is if God had already legally, hear me, legally taken care of of all the issues we would have, of all the sin we would be guilty of, and he did that. The lamb, the Bible says, was slain from the foundation of the world. You need to know that. God had already, God didn't figure things out along the way. God already had it settled before it ever began. You need to know that. The, 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 the lamb slain, God the giving of his son and what his son would do for us at Calvary is the answer for every single thing for which you seek. You need to know that. God and his redemptive plan is a legal work. That's why everyone who doesn't come to Christ is owned by the devil. 
and will remain in bondage by the devil until they go to hell because they didn't accept God's legal plan, his new plan, his son. You need to know that. Watch it. And we'll see that in these scriptures today. Watch this in verse 21. Paul says, I find then, and, 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 I, and I just have to stop. Paul, and I've said this before, but it needs to be said, Paul is a Christian who wants to live for God. He's not a Christian who's looking for just how much sin he can commit. He hates sin. He sees what Christ had to do uh, to forgive us of our sin. He sees how much love the Father must love us to offer his son, for it to please the Father to bruise and wound his son, for us to be forgiven and justified and belong to God as children of God. He sees that, and he so he's not trying to straddle a fence. He's not trying to see just how much he can get away with. He hates sin. He wants to live for God. He's searching for the way to live for God. The Holy Spirit reveals it to him. He says in verse 21, I find then, because of verse 20, he says, now if I do that, I, I don't want to do it. It's no more I that do it, but sin, the sin nature that dwells in me. You know, a lot of people would use that for a cop-out, but Paul is saying, it's not me. It's not who I am in Christ but it's the sin nature that still dwells in me. Think about that. I find then he's learning. Notice that Paul is learning. What are you learning? Are you learning this? Or have you just heard preachers talk about it and you know it's biblical and you shout amen, but are you learning this? Are you experiencing the change that comes from finding the truth of how to live in victory in Jesus Christ? Paul had to find this. And the Holy Spirit taught him and he wrote what he was learning for you and me. Praise God. I find then a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. Now notice he says, I find then a law. Let me say it again. This whole thing's a legal matter. Everything with God is a legal matter. You need to know that. When God, listen, God's word is God's law. God's judgments, God's precepts, God's statutes, God's words. You need to understand. But God's word is God's law. That's right. Even Adam lived according to a law, God's judgment. You see, it takes God's judgment for us to know God. Is it Psalms 9 and verse 16 says, The Lord is known by the judgment he executes. Think about that. We know God because he executed judgment in Christ upon Christ, his son, at the cross so we could be forgiven and know him. Think about that. God is known by the judgments he executes. Psalms 9, 16, I believe. But John 17, 3 says this is eternal life, that they know the one true God. So see how we can tie that together. This is eternal life, that they know the one true God and his son, Jesus Christ, whom he sent. Think about that. So when God had Adam in the garden, the first words out of God's mouth to Adam we're law. I mean, the law is not always don't do this and don't do that. The law was also you're free, Adam. That's a law. You're free. That's God's law. I created you to be free. You're free to eat of all the trees in the garden. 
But don't eat off the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In the day you eat of that tree, my son, you shall surely die. Law. Law. Everything with God is law. And people say, we're not under the law. No, we're not under the law of Moses, but I can't wait to get to the next chapter, Romans chapter 8, that says in verse 2, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. That's talking about the law that the Holy Spirit exclusively, because it is the law of the Holy Spirit, the law of the spirit of life. Where is the law? Where, where does the spirit of life, the Holy Spirit work? In Christ Jesus. See, Jesus is the truth. He said it in John 14, 6. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And remember Psalms 33, 4, God, the Bible says, For the word of the Lord is right, and all his works are done in truth. That means everything God is doing is in Christ, through Christ. And for it to be in Christ, through Christ, it has to be by his Spirit, and the Spirit of God works according to a law. And that law is in Christ Jesus. I must place my faith in Christ Jesus. I did that. I was born again and immersed into Christ Jesus. And Jesus taught I must abide in him, which means remain and continue in him. But as we read certain New Testament scriptures, we can see that we can remove ourselves from him. Galatians 1 and 6, Galatians 5, 1 through 4, Revelations 3, 1 through 6. Write those down. Don't forget them. So the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. We know that's talking about faith in the cross because where were you made free from the law of sin and death? When the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus began to work on your behalf, when you placed faith in Jesus and what he did at Calvary, the law, a new law, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made you free from that law of sin and death that you and I were held in until we accepted Christ. Don't forget that. So here Paul is honing in on, if you will, law. The law that is at work. The, the, the law of God. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. The law of sin and death. Everything with God is a law. Everything with God. This whole redemptive plan of God works according to a law. That's why you hear certain preachers, and rightly so, saying the Holy Spirit, we can't put God in a box. And they try to say we do that. But God puts himself in a place that he exclusively works. And that's in Christ. Only in Christ. When you, you, God wasn't working in your life in a saving manner until you accepted Christ. God might have been preaching the gospel to you and all humanity is being drawn by the loving kindness of God, Jeremiah 31, 3. But only those who have faith in the blood can God bring near, Ephesians 2, 13. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto myself. Did he say that? Yes, he did. That means all men are born into this life, guilty of sin, in sin. We've called it a void, and it is a void, but it is also a drawing there that we resist until we accept Christ, and then we give in to that drawing, and, and the Holy Spirit brings us near. But all men are being drawn. 
Because Jesus said, I'll draw all men if I be lifted up. Well, he was lifted up from before the foundation of the world. That's why there's always been a draw there, a void, a drawing there of God's loving kindness. But we're not made near until we see what that loving kindness of God provided for us on the cross in Christ Jesus Hallelujah. That's good news. Glory to God. You can shout right now. It'll be all right. You can get happy right now. It'll be all right if you just smile this morning and say, praise the Lord. I'm saved, filled with the Holy Ghost on my way to heaven and no longer just a church member. I'm now walking in the truth, learning the truth and learning to love the truth of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Praise God. Paul says, I found in a law that when I would do good, evil is present with me. And even the word evil being present with me speaks of that law that's at work in my members. Watch Paul goes on to say in verse 22, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Now watch this. Paul says he delights in the law of God after the inward man. That means the born-again man that we are. We are a born-again, blood-bought child of God if our faith has been placed in Christ and what he did at Calvary. And he is really, he's talking about this, what, what Hebrews 8 and 10, which is quoted from Jeremiah 31, 33 says. It says this, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws into their mind and write them in their hearts, and I will be to them a God, and they shall be to me a people. Yes, for those of you who are Israel sticklers, God's got, he's going to bless, he's going to save all of Israel eventually when he shows up. Hallelujah. But until then, we as the Gentile born-again blood-bought and some Jews are accepting Christ, we now have the laws of God written in our minds. Paul proves it by writing what he says here. That he had, Look at what he says. For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. The born-again man now can delight in the laws that God has written in our minds and in our hearts. Think about that. But it's after the inward man. And he goes on to say, But I see another. Here's that word again. But I see another law in my members. That means in my body, in this flesh, warring continually, never stopping. Galatians 5 says the spirit will always strive against the flesh and that will happen until you see Jesus. But that's not an excuse to live in sin. That's something that should point us to Christ in his sacrificial work at Calvary and make us cry out, Lord, I need you more than ever today because there's no excuse for sin. There's no excuse for sin. Jesus conquered, paid for our freedom and liberty from sin. Don't dare go around saying, well, there's always going to be sin, which is a fact. There's always going to be issues, which is a fact. Quote the truth. Romans 6, 14. Sin shall not have dominion over me any longer because I'm not under law, but now I'm under grace. Hallelujah. And grace is a new law. It's the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. I hate to be the one to have to break it to you, but let me say that again. Grace is the new law. 
It's still law. It's not the old law that we couldn't obtain righteousness through. The new law is that which allows the Holy Spirit to fulfill the righteousness of God in us. Hallelujah. Through our faith in Christ and His work at Calvary. Because only there was God's law fulfilled through Christ's humble, obedient act unto death. Don't forget that. You ain't got no, as we say in Texas, righteousness unless your faith is in Christ and it's his righteousness that's been imputed to you and that you are experiencing today through a continued faith in his obedience there that that obedience will flow to you. You need to know that. The obedience of Christ remains, hear me, the obedience of Christ at the cross remains to be an active obedience today in the people of God if they learn the truth of the cross. That the new schemes and the books and the fads that men write and usher into the church will not help us. They will distract us from the truth of the cross. And we will be in a terrible place. I've been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and praise God, I burnt the t-shirt. Hallelujah. So, he says, I see... Remember, he's learning something here. He's looking for the way to live in victory. Do you want that? Do you want to really know and to really have the knowledge that you don't have to keep making excuses for the sin, that that's got a hold of you, that that's dominating you? You can live and walk into play. I'm not talking about sinless perfection, but I'm talking about where the lust of the flesh are no longer fulfilled in you, and you just keep quoting Scripture and making excuses, thinking one day it's going to go away. No, the cross, whatever that is that you're dealing with or that's dealing with you and trying to hold you in bondage, the cross, at the cross, Jesus dealt with that. He didn't just deal with it. He did, he did away with it. And you can live in victory. Hallelujah. He says here, but I see another law in my members. It's a law. It's a law. It's not going to work for some and not. No, it's a law. And it's in your members and it's in my members. It's in all of humanity's members, a law. And this law in our members is evil and it's present with us. And the Bible here says it's warring against the law of my mind. The laws now that God has written in our minds after the inward man, the born again man. And in our hearts. Listen, the Bible says that we have the mind of Christ in 1 Corinthians 2.16. We don't have the same old mind we had. We have a new mind. Everything about us is new. And a new body is going to follow up soon to come. But we have the new mind, the mind of Christ. And that can be renewed day after day. Renewed again today. The mind of Christ. Think about that. God has put his laws in our minds, in our hearts. And if we trust in what Christ did at Calvary, the Spirit of God can show us those laws and empower us to walk in those laws. Praise God. That's good news. We ought to be excited about that. But it takes the Spirit of God to do that. And remember, the law of the Spirit of life is only in Christ Jesus. That means the Holy Spirit works by law. I know people say, y'all are putting God in the box. No, we're not putting God in the box. But let me say it again. God has put himself in a narrow path that he's told us. He only works in truth. 
That means Christ, in Christ. He's the truth. And what he did at Calvary is the only thing that makes him our liberating and provisional truth of grace. Don't forget that. If you're listening to anybody that's telling you you just need to confess words and you just need to speak yourself into a new existence, I'm not being ugly, but that's witchcraft. That's people who do not understand the message of the cross. They do not, they do not understand what happened at the cross. They think that Jesus did his part. Now we got to do ours. Let me tell you something. That's false. Jesus did his part. And our part is to believe that Jesus did his part. And the part Jesus did is to be worked out of us only as he's able to work it into us. Because it is God who both wills and to do of his good pleasure in us. It's God who's working in us. Both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It's not us just working. And remember, when the Bible says it's God working in us, both to will and to do of his good, well, here comes the word, pleasure, that which pleases him, which means it takes faith or he's not pleased. And that's not just any old faith. You say, well, it's faith in the Bible. It's faith in the Bible in the context of righteousness. It's only as the heart believes under righteousness that we can have the fruit of righteousness. It's only as we begin to see God's word in the context of the only avenue of righteousness that we're hearing God's word in its proper context. Remember, if we're not hearing God's word, seeing God's word, walking in God's word as it is truth in righteousness, which means through faith in the sacrifice, that being the only avenue of righteousness, it ain't faith that's coming. And that's why most Christians can't get around that hurdle, that mountain, it ain't going to move for you. Faith moves mountains, but it's got to be biblical faith. And that ain't you speaking to it. That you believe in Jesus took care of it at Calvary. Then you can speak to your mountain by faith in the blood, not faith in your words, not faith in your speaking. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Woo! I'm telling you, the church is waking up today. The church is waking up today. Hallelujah. Paul says... I see this spirit, blood-bought, spirit-filled child of God with a mandate from God to go save the Gentile world. Preach the message, rather, that would save a Gentile world, just like you and me. Watch this now. Paul says, but I see. How did Paul see it? Because he's searching for it, and he is finding something. Aren't you glad God's showing this to you? Most don't even want to hear it. I'm going to tell you, most don't want to know how to live in victory. I've given CDs and DVDs to people to listen to, Christians, and they won't listen to them because they know they're going to get convicted. They don't want to be convicted of the sin in their life. That's mighty scary. I fear that they've believed in the wrong Jesus just out of a fear of not going to hell. Let me say that again. I believe that they have trusted and they're believing in a wrong Jesus. Their Jesus doesn't have any problem with living in and being a part of the world, listening to the world's music. Their Jesus says it's okay to have fun, and they mean to sin. Listen to the wrong music that doesn't glorify, to be a part of this, to, to do these things. Their Jesus says it's okay. But the Jesus of the Bible says come out from among them and be ye separate. 
Amen. Can you hear that today? I fear that too many that are even faithful to churches in our nation are faithful to a Jesus they've made up and not the Jesus of the Bible. For when we come back to the Jesus of the Bible, the one who literally died for us at Calvary and begin to realize that we were crucified with him, buried and raised to newness of life in him, things are going to change. And you're, you may be listening to me today and you may be in a church that's dead as a doornail and you've told people that. You've told people that. What are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? Why have you not, like Abraham, got up and got out? God will strengthen you as you rise up and leave. He's already told you to leave. You've got to go find those who have this light, precious faith, even if you have to drive across the county or into another county. People drive to Crossway Church from an hour, an hour and a half away to hear the Word of God in its right context, which is about Jesus and what He did at Calvary. He said the Scriptures are about Him. They're not about our denominations. They're not about the preachers. They're about Jesus. And only as the Holy Spirit can reveal Jesus, who is the truth, to us can we be conformed into that image instead of being conformed in some, into some denominational, some uh, style of clothing or anything that's not God's will. Paul said, but I see another law in my members. And it's warring against the laws that God has written in my mind and my heart. And it's bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. Are you seeing that? Let me say it again. Blood-bought, spirit-filled with a mission to preach the gospel to the Gentiles and all who will hear the man who was given almost the majority of what's written in the New Testament to, to bring order to the church, to show us how, how the gifts work and what the gifts of the Spirit should do. The man who here we're learning was given the revelation of what really took place at Calvary, what was really provided at Calvary, more than just a trip to heaven, but we were justified through the blood. The devil was defeated through the blood. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have sanctification and victory every day through the blood. We can come before God in His throne of grace every day through faith in the blood. Not the resurrection, but the blood. Hallelujah. Thank God for the resurrection, but the resurrection was just a declaration of the perfection of the sacrifice of Christ. Don't ever forget that. And I'm going to have to close with this verse 23 today. Paul says, but I see another law in my members. I'm searching for it, and guess what I found? Paul says, I done found me another law at work in my members. And this law that's at work in my members is that evil that I wrote to you about in verse 21. When I want to do good, evil is there. It's a war going on. And it's warring against the law of my mind. Those things God has put in my heart now. God's word he's put in my mind. He's, he's, he's not engraved them in stone. He's engraved them in my mind and my heart now. He says, and, the, and, and this law in my members, this evil, is bringing me into captivity to the law of sin which is in my members. I don't like it. I don't want to be experiencing this Somebody tell me how to, God, I need God. Paul is crying out and God hears him and God is revealing to him. 
how to live in victory. And I love sharing this because it's once you're born again, that's the best news you'll ever hear. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The next best news you'll ever hear as a child of God is how to live in victory. Not what do you do, how do you live in victory? How do you experience the very victory, not just talking about it, not just saying I've got it. How do you lay hold on this eternal life, victorious and abundant Christ died for you to have here and now and we're going to talk about that some more this next Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central. Join us here every Monday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. for this Romans Bible study. We're excited to be sharing God's Word with you. We do love you enough to tell you the truth. We're not trying to build a church or build a broadcast a audience the Lord Jesus Christ is responsible for building his church. He said he would build his church and it would be based on the revelation of who he is. Hallelujah. And that revelation, that illumination from God's word only comes to those who look to the cross. Hallelujah. God bless you. Don't forget you'll find all these messages uploaded on the Spreaker app. My channel there is for those who have ears to hear. The website, thecrosswaychurch.com and the YouTube channel, Curtis Hutchinson 316. I'll see you Monday morning, 8.30 a.m. God bless you. And until next time, stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and Him crucified.